Hello, K-Cuties. It's been two months since my last confession. Um, as always, I apologize. Just to keep you guys uh, updated, uh, I quit my job. Uh, that was not a, not quite a month ago, but almost a month uh, since then. I've moved back to Brooksville. I went to Electric Forest in Michigan. That was pretty dope. One of the coolest experiences of my life. Definitely have to do an episode talking about that. Um, I do not have a job. Unemployed life is awesome. My unemployed life is actually more scheduled than my employed life, which is funny, but now that I just have all this free time, I've been able to create a schedule for myself, so I've been reading every day, writing every day, been working on some Cowboy Meatball stories, really excited to show you guys that, uh, working on the kids' book, um, I've been just doing some prose, some, like, short stories, been doing yoga every day, that's nothing new, but it's nice to just be able to do it regularly, had more time for meditating, uh, I've started working out, believe it or not, um, I'm actually weighing in at an all-time high of 118 pounds, <laughs> which might not sound like a lot, uh, but that is the most I've ever weighed in my entire life. I've put on, uh, I would usually, I'd fluctuate, uh, between, like, 111 and, like, 116, 111 on, like, a night, like, after a night of hard partying and, like, 116 when I was, like, doing everything right, but I've been eating meals more consistently, trying to eat a little bit healthier, um, I've started using Huel, this is not sponsored, <laughs> because why would they, um, but it's like a protein shake thing that's got all your, like, daily vitamins in that, so I, I mean that every day, or drinking that, I guess, uh, so it's, that's all vegan, so technically I'm, like, 70% vegan now, because I really only eat non-vegan products, uh, for dinner, unless, I don't, I'm pretty sure beer is vegan, I would imagine that it is, I don't know why it wouldn't be, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's, like, some weird thing that makes beer non-vegan, but other than that, I'm mostly vegan, which, you know, I, I can say, like, I've definitely felt better, my skin's less oily, not that it was ever super oily to begin with, but, like, I've noticed that my forehead is less oily, that's, like, grossly specific, I don't, well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know why I figured that was the first gross thing I've ever said to you guys, but it really just, <laughs> if that felt like the first gross thing I've said on here, at, le at least to me, talking about the levels of my skin oil, but yeah, no, I, I, I was, I decided to quit my job a couple months back, um, our GM at Sonny's where I worked as a server, he quit, and so I, you know, I really liked him, and, you know, things always change when you get a new boss, and so even before they picked a, a new boss, I was like, I'm just gonna leave, so did that, moved out of Lakeland, sad to leave, spent five years there, which is insane to me, I can remember very clearly the day I moved in, uh, my dorm freshman year to Lakeland, but having spent the last five years there, I mean, I love it, always happy to go back, I'm sad I'll be missing my, my favorite, my favorite restaurant, 
that I would go to like three or four times a week, Tapatio's. Gonna miss them. I'm gonna miss my favorite meal in all of Lakeland, which is at Harry's, the uh, catfish train with a uh, side of mashed potatoes and the collard greens. It's just, it's the best. If you go there, ask for Mike, ask for Petey. They're both working there. Uh, great place. Uh, high lie on draft. Worth it. Not a huge high lie fan. Regularly, if it's in a can, not interested. Get that high lie on draft. Delicious. Gas prices, pretty chill. Uh, surprisingly, for summer. Last time I checked, they were two sixty five. Uh, on average, where where I've been in Brooksville. Um, but I'm I'm really not driving that much. I I really only drive uh, when I want some food in particular. I've been exploring different restaurants in Brooksville. I've been gone for five years, so all these new restaurants have popped up. Brooksville's kind of a hipster place now. We've got a brewer. We've got several. Uh, breweries, but we've got a coffee brewery too. Like it's it's ridiculous. Like I I left and this place became southeastern, but I've mostly been only been driving around to get food. So I really haven't even been using that much gas. I've been thinking about getting a library card. I'm just I'm just nervous. Uh, I haven't been to the library since probably elementary school, so I have no idea where my library card is. But I imagine that. I do have an account set up there, and I just have this fear that I'm going to go in and be like, hi, I'd like to get a library card. My name's Andrew Kaler, and they're just going to, like, click on the computer and be like, oh, yes, you owe $10,000 for not returning this copy of what I've been reading in fifth grade. I don't know, Star Wars books? But as a really little kid, I always loved going to the library, especially during the summer. Uh, you have much more time to read books. Um, summer, if you know me, or maybe even if you don't know me very well, summer is my least favorite holiday. Got a lot of reasons for that. As a little kid, I, I thought it was just because school wasn't going on, and so I missed my friends. But, you know, then you get older and you start hanging out with them, and you're like, well, you know, I'm still hanging out with my friends, still having a great time. Summer is still just the worst, so over the years I've I've done some research about why in particular summer just seems to be the worst, and uh, it turns out crime is actually at an all-time high uh, every year in the summer, uh, pretty much since we've been tracking it in the United States. Um, the heat gets people agitated, uh, people actually have more free time, the sun is up longer, which means people have more time to rob houses, which I didn't even know uh, most people rob houses during the day. I didn't know that was a thing. But, I mean, I guess if you're robbing a house, you probably aren't in the best spot for equipment. So, I guess you gotta you gotta attack while the, while the sun is up. But, you know, they also say that more robberies happen during a full moon, uh, which, you know, you can... Uh, the, uh, the astrologers would claim that that's because people get a little crazier during the full moon, which, you know, the the moon affects the tides, and our body is 70% water, so it makes a little bit of sense that the moon would make us behave differently. I always tend to lean towards, well, if it's full moon, people can see better, so they're a little more likely to run around and steal, but, you know, that's just, that's just my own theory. 
Uh, drivers, is it just me or drivers way worse during the summer? Uh, my theory on that is that, you know, you've got the high temperatures, people are already agitated. You get into the car, you know, no car that I've ever been in do you get into and it's already cold. That's just not how cars work. All cars you get in and they're they're pretty hot. And then some people just don't have AC. So you, you see people driving with all their windows down and their faces covered in sweat and then they like they cut you off. And you're like, man, that's really frustrating, but I kind of get what they're coming from. They just want to get to their destination as soon as possible. It's like heat blindness. Um, mosquitoes. I haven't seen the numbers on this, but I get the feeling that mosquitoes are way more active during the summer. Mosquitoes, they're just one of those creatures where you really just ask yourself, what is the purpose of this thing? Um, it seems like they only spread disease, uh, and if they're not spreading disease, they're just trying to steal your blood, which, you know, it, it's not even so much that they're taking my blood. That's not the, like, the main thing that bothers me, although that is gross. Um, it's then, like, the itch afterwards. Like, it's not enough that they can just land on you, take your blood without permission, but then they fly away and they leave, like, an itchy an itchy wound where they sucks your blood out. I don't know why this episode is, is so gross, but that, that that's really the thing that bothered me. If it didn't itch afterwards, like, if a mosquito could just fly up and, like, suck some blood out of me and fly away without even me noticing... You know, I, I I would still rather that not happen, but I, I at least respect the mosquitoes, like, sneakiness there. You know, they're really, like, getting in, getting out, you know, like, like hackers. But, no, they leave that itchy mark, and then, and so, no, anytime I see a mosquito, because I, I try to let most bugs live um, if, if they're not bothering me. And, and even, in, you know, if, like, a fly lands on me, you know... He's, he he doesn't really know. Like, we haven't... He, he doesn't understand how people work. He doesn't know I don't want him there. He's not harming that much, so I'll just swat him away and hope he leaves. But, you know, if I see a spider, let him go. You know, most bugs, I, I, I try to just let them do their own thing. But mosquitoes, you know, you see them flying around, and you're just like, I'm sorry, dude, but this is it. I, I'm about to smash the crap out of you. And then you smack them, and then you're covered in your own blood. And it's just... What's the point? What I don't I, I there there has to be something positive that they bring to the ecosystem, but I'll have to, I'll have to do more research. Maybe I'll do a whole episode on mosquitoes and the positive things that they do, but I just can't imagine that there's enough to fill a podcast. One interesting thing, or at least interesting to me, I found uh, so Chicago, um, Chicago, violent city. Uh, I probably don't have to tell you that. You probably know. But they did this program where they took at-risk youths and provided them with uh, summer jobs. And violent crime among youths in Chicago was cut in half that year. Which is just crazy to me. Half. You know, and, and, and so you could look at that and be like, well, you know, maybe these people wouldn't commit these crimes if they had jobs. You know, they're just doing this because they don't have money. If they could have a job, then they wouldn't have to steal. That makes sense to me. But the the main way I look at it is, at least in my mind, I think a lot of crime, especially when we're looking at low-level crime, you know, people are mugging people for $40 or breaking into a house to steal a TV. I think when we look at a lot of those those crimes, if we would just give people a different alternative, something that they could do instead, you know, most people are 
or at least in this instance, 50% of people were willing to take that alternative offer. And so, you know, unemployment is going down, which is nice, but we're seeing that a lot of lower level jobs are being created to fill that, which, you know, ultimately isn't enough to provide somebody with, you know, enough to take care of themselves and rent is going up and housing is hard to find, at least in Florida. So there's a lot of pressure put on people, and it's definitely the fix isn't just to create, you know, small-time jobs for people, but, you know, 50% less crime. That's, you know, we we can look at that as that's 50% less people who are having crimes done against them, 50% less people doing the crimes, 50% less people having to charge those people with crimes. It means there's less people going through the judicial system, less people going to prison, less people feeling like their lives are at risk. You know, it, it's it's not just that less crimes were committed. You know, it's not just one person being helped out there. Uh, it's It's a whole community being enriched. And so, you know, programs like that, pretty helpful. Nice, nice counter to the awfulness that is summer. So on the flip side of that, this is this is a, a separate issue, but but slightly related. I'm a poor person. I've been poor most of my life. I think there were there were a couple years I think my family kind of got into like the lower middle class bracket and I attended a private school. Um, my parents taught there, so I got to go for free, but I attended a private school from elementary school and middle school, and then got to go to a private university, which, you know, I'll be paying the debt off on that for the next 20 years, but, so I wouldn't say uh, that my life hasn't been privileged, it certainly has, especially when it comes to private education, but one thing my family has definitely not ever been is rich, so I I try not to defend rich people. My thought usually is is if this rich person is being criticized, you know what? They can take care of themselves. Uh they've got enough money even if they don't want to defend themselves, they can they've still got their money so they can go ride their jet skis and, you know, do whatever. So it's it's not that big of a deal. But one one trend that I've noticed a lot recently uh on social media is is you'll see something like Cardi B gives $30,000 to homeless shelter or, you know, with the uh, the Thai soccer team that was trapped in the caves, Elon Musk was, was sending these, uh, like, submarines and all these crazy, like, Iron Man solutions, uh, none of which ended up being used, but he was, he was sending all these things to try and help, and people were like, oh, like how come Elon Musk didn't just, like, pay for the workers, or how come he didn't blah, 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 and, or, you know, why did Cardi B only give this amount of money, or why did this guy give a Honda instead of an Escalade, you know, they've got the money, why aren't they doing it, um, you even see it, you know, with the football protesters that are taking a knee, people are saying, oh, well, like, if they really wanted to, like, make a statement, they would, you know, give their salary away, I, I saw a tweet yesterday, actually, that was saying basically that anyone who's a billionaire is selfish, um, because if you weren't selfish, you wouldn't be a billionaire. You would give away enough money so they didn't have a billion dollars, and and this this person had a whole tweet thread, and, and they finished it saying, um, if, I, if, if tomorrow I had a billion dollars, 
I would like buy myself something nice, like take care of my family, but then I would give most of it away to charity. And I was like, that's great, dude. It's so cool how giving you are with your hypothetical money in this hypothetical situation that will never happen. It's it's so cool that you're able to to be so giving. And and that's kind of what it boils down to for me is, is all these people are telling all these rich people how they should spend their money when, you know, if if we translate that into our own lives, you know, we we might be able to we can say things like, "Oh, like I don't have a billion dollars, so it's it's not my job. I've only got $3,000." Well, if you have $3,000, you're already significantly richer than an overwhelming majority uh of the world. I saw a study the other day from NBC it said um, it was something like 50% of Americans, no, it was 70%. 70% of Americans could not afford a $400 fine that came out of nowhere. So if you got like a speeding ticket that was $400, or let's say like you need $400 to fix your car, 70% of Americans don't just have $400 lying around that they could just spend on those things. That blew my mind. Um, when I, when I heard this statistic, I was a server, uh, and now I'm unemployed, um, and I still, like, if my car had a $400 thing that needed to be fixed, knock on wood, that it doesn't, but if it did, I would be able to pay that out of pocket, um, you know, I would be sad, because that's $400, but it could be done, um, so that puts me, technically, I have more liquid money got more liquidity uh, in my bank account than 70% of Americans. Now, the the trick there is the same trick that's with these billionaires. So Bill Gates, billionaire, founded Microsoft. You've probably heard of him. One of the richest guys on the planet. So he has over a billion dollars to his name. Now, that doesn't mean that if you looked at his bank account that there would be $1 billion accessible. Uh, that's not how it works. In the same way that 70% of Americans can't afford $400, that's because they own a house or they own three cars. Now, obviously, this, is, this doesn't mean everybody, but th- this is a significant portion of America. They don't have j- money laying around because they have that money invested in their things. They've got their money invested in stocks or they've got their money invested in their house or their retirement, whatever, whatever, whatever. Whereas I own a car, a laptop, uh, I think like 400 books, um, which like half of those are Star Wars books, um, a bunch of records, and some clothes. So if I was just to gather up everything that I own and sell it at market value, I would have way less money, probably, than the average American. But that's more so a lifestyle choice on my part. Um, but but my point is, is that these billionaires don't just have a billion dollars that they can throw around. Um, they're using their money. It's invested in their businesses. They invest the money in their business so they continue to make more money. And then they use that money uh, for whatever they want. That's their right. Um, but when we're looking at people like Bill Gates or Elon Musk or, you know, these philanthropic uh, billionaires, we see just how diverse uh, their giving is. Um, It's not like they've just created a charity where they're like, all right, I've got a billion dollars. 
if you need money, come to me and I'll give you a thousand dollars. That's that's not what they're doing. They're investing their money into creating different businesses, into different charities, into different nonprofits, all these different things uh, that keep the economy going, give people jobs, uh, move the market forward. They're doing all these different things. They're investing. They're investing the money that they have, which, you know, their money, they're allowed to do with it what they want. And and we see all these people chastising them for not just giving their money away. And, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of socialism. Uh, I would like health care to be free. Um, there's a lot of things that I would change about our government that would go closer to um, socialism. But at the same time, socialism is different than chastising rich people about giving away their money. But what people are doing here is just public shaming of people that aren't spending the money that they earned the way that these random people want them to spend it. And I, I think at least the sense that I've gotten is, is there's a lot of frustration there. You know, there's a lot of people that go, oh, well, you know, I could be rich and successful. It's just like, I have morals. Um, we see this a lot, you know, uh, not as, not as much with guys, but some guys, but mostly girls will say, you know, I would be a stripper. It's just like my morals, you know, because you, you see strippers making all this money and you're like, well, I would love to, but you know, I just, I just have too much respect for myself. And it's like, well, is that the case or is it you're just, you've made the decisions you've made and then you're going to put whatever morality is going to fix that decision. So it seems like it's okay that you're in the spot that you're at. And this is what I see a lot when I see people chastising uh, Bill Gates for using his money the way that he does. Because, you know, like, if you've got $300 in your wallet, how much of that do you really need? If if we're talking, if, if we're saying billionaires should only keep the amount of money that they need, um, what does that mean for us? Because how much money do we actually need? Savings makes sense. It makes sense to save money. Um, it's practical. You will most likely need it. Um, I don't think there are too many people that get through life without needing their savings at some point. But the reality is, is if we're going to chastise people for not putting their money to the most effective use, you know, let's get the plank out of our own eye first. You know, Kiva.org, uh, it's a great organization uh, that I've been familiar with since I think middle school. Um, basically what you do is, is you will invest $300 in uh, towards a rice farmer in uh, Guatemala or, or something like that. And they'll use that money, and then like six months later or a year later, however long they've got their set amount of time, they'll pay that back. So you don't get any interest. Um, you don't get any sort of benefits. Um, it's literally just you give them the money, and then within a certain amount of time that you both agree on, they give it to you back. They're, they're just using the money that you gave them to prop up their business or whatever, and then they pay you back. And there, it's something like 98% of people on the website uh, get their money back. If you want to you know, go on Twitter and lecture Elon Musk about how he's spending his money, then I would encourage you to go use your money that's just sitting around not doing anything. 
Um, I mean, you can leave your money sitting in the bank account because uh, it will get interest. But, I mean, as I'm sure most of us know, if if you've had money sitting in a bank account, you'll get like four cents like a month if you've got like like a thousand, two thousand bucks in there. Like you're not getting that much. You're definitely not getting uh, significant returns. Um, you're literally getting like pocket change. So it's just one of those get the plank out of your own eye before, you know, you go talking about the dust in other people's eye. But again, as I said at the beginning, rich people don't need me to defend them. It's just one of those things where I, <laughs> I just, it's, it's not even, I don't even want to say that I don't like seeing people bullied because uh, that's not true. There are times where I like seeing people get bullied. Uh, Trump's going to the UK right now, and they've got that giant balloon baby version of him in, like, a diaper, uh, and he's holding, like, a cell phone. Um, I imagine that the baby is tweeting. Supposedly, um, American Idiot uh, surged to the top of the Billboard charts for the UK, like, in, like, honor of Trump coming. They were like, let's get American Idiot up to the top. I don't know if that's true or not, because I saw a clickhole article about it. And so I don't know if it's one of those things that started as an Onion article that became real life, which is becoming more and more a reality. Um, but, you know, you're seeing stuff like that. And I'm like, you know what? I, I, I cannot lie. I don't want to lie. I appreciate it. I like it. I like that they're teasing him <laughs> because it's it's funny. It's and and he's the president of the United States. Uh, he's the 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 guy that's sitting at the desk with the red button of the country with the most nuclear bombs of any nation. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of okay with people poking fun at him. And I'm kind of okay with people poking fun at Elon Musk because he does, he does snap off on people on Twitter all the time. Like, I just want to tell him, like, dude, you know, you don't have to respond, right? Like, it's not even like, nobody would see this tweet if you didn't respond to it. Like, I I never respond to people with anime profile pictures because, like, I'm not willing to have a serious argument with somebody who's not willing to show their face. Um, if some, if, if some, like, anime profile picture or some, you know, somebody replies to a tweet that I said and, and their picture is Luke Skywalker and I tweeted something about Star Wars and they're like, hey, great thought. I'm like, thanks, man. I appreciate it because, you know, I'll take a compliment any day. But I'm not going to argue with somebody that's not going to represent themselves. I'm cool with rich people being teased. The only the only thing that I don't like about teasing is when it's not uh, factual. Like, if it doesn't make sense. I, I, I respect any joke as long as it makes sense. Um, if it's funny, right on. Um, but, like, if you're making a joke and it's, like, inaccurate, you know, that's just... That's lying. And, you know, that's not funny. So that was kind of a long riff. Um, This episode, in case you haven't noticed, didn't really focus on anything in particular. Uh, I kind of just wanted to get back into the groove. Uh, It's been a little bit, but, you know, it's actually, it's, it's nice. It's nice to get back into it. It's, I'm not going to say it's easy, but it feels like natural. As always, I want to be as transparent with you guys as possible. That's why I'm doing this. This is my way of connecting and staying connected with you guys, um, just telling you guys what's going on with me. 
as always, if you guys have any suggestions for the show, just let me know. Uh, in the future, um, probably on the next episode, um, I'm going to have my brother Micah on. I wanted to do this first one just to kind of get back into the groove in it, say what's up with you guys. Um, but I want to have my brother Mike on. We've been talking about doing some episodes together, just talking about different things. He's kind of the, uh, the Ben Shapiro to my Sam Harris. And that's not meant to be a compliment (laughs) to me or my brother. Um, it's, it's just sometimes when we're arguing, I'm like, ugh, we sound like Ben Shapiro and Sam Harris, which I, you know, I love Sam Harris he annoys me, but I love him, and uh, Ben Shapiro annoys me, uh, but he has good stuff to say, but we kind of represent typically opposite sides of the political spectrum, so excited to have some talks with him, Um, he's a smart guy, it's good stuff, that's all for today, happy 21st birthday to Malala, didn't know you were that old, Uh, didn't know you were that close in my age, Uh, but shout out to you, Shout out to all the women out there, and uh, shout out to you guys too, because you all deserve it. So I'll talk to you guys soon. I'll uh, I'm planning since I've got a schedule. I'm planning on doing these more regularly, but as you know, that means next to nothing. So thanks for listening, and uh, stay safe out there.